Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi guys. Hi. This is Goop Yourself, the podcast where we talk about everything goop. I'm Brian Rucker. I'm Agnes Hewitt. Uh, we have a barn burner of an episode today. I mean, I don't know. I there was just so much shit that came out. I'm still, I'm like literally reading as we speak. I'm reading and talking at the same time, which I, means I was like so proud of myself. Like, cause usually, usually like I wake up on Fridays at around 7 30 or 8 and then I, I block out like from 8 to 10 to like read all of my goop but then also you know make breakfast and like do whatever else but I knew this was going to take longer than that so I actually last night I started my research and I read the um are the big the big medical medium expose which we'll talk about later in the episode but I that actually I I read last night so I did not procrastinate like I usually do I did too. Actually, what I did with it was something kind of different. I was like, I was after I got home from like, I'd been in traffic for hours. My brain was fried. Brian and I went to dinner. Ooh, where'd you go? We went nowhere fancy. We went to mm. this like Kura rotating sushi bar in the mall. Oh, I love, I love that place. Me too. There's one in, uh, there's one in Little Tokyo, but then there's also one like in Sherman Oaks. So. Yeah. And there's one, they opened one in the Glendale Galleria too. Oh, nice. Um, uh, so we like got back and it was like, whatever. And I was like, I really wanted to play like a video game on my phone. <laughs> so I was like, let's listen to this. Cause it had like a thing you can listen to it. Oh, and I was cool. like, this'll be funny. Like Brian will appreciate this because it's like about this, um, you know, t- topic he's like sort of interested in and whatever he used to be more interested in than now. And um, it wasn't funny. Anyway, no. that's uh, that is as much as I'll say now. I know we're gonna get into it more. Yeah, you guys have to keep listening to get all the dirt. <laughs> yeah, or like just read the Vanity Fair. <laughs> um, but don't do that. Don't listen to that. Don't listen to it. It's like not. Don't. You'll also be like, wait, what was that? I had to go back and like kind of read it a little again after because it's a lot. There's a lot of quotes and texts included that are a little confusing. Yeah. Um. What did I do? Oh, here's my big sort of lifestyle change this week. Okay. <laughs> Not lifestyle change. So everyone knows, you know, I'm obsessed with um, retiring in the desert, like mm-hmm. ASAP. <laughs> right, right, right. Like cutting out the second half of my life is there's no career advancement. There's no, there's no goals. There's no nothing. It's just, it's just living, living out the rest of my days it's in, the in smartest comfort. thing you can do because you're skipping middle age you're not yeah. even you're not middle-aged yet so you're like skipping before you're preemptively like let's skip this part 
go straight to being old. You'll be the youngest old person for like probably 30 years. 30, yeah. I mean, these places, these 55 and over communities, thank God my husband is 10 years older than me because I can now move into any of these subsidized housing places in the desert at age 45, which is beautiful scarily less than four years away so i have i have four years left of of hell well what i thought was hell um until until paradise but i realize why wait until i'm 45 and retire to do because all these like zillow listings and stuff they all say like resort living in palm springs blah 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 and i'm like why not i can just do resort living fucking in my apartment like i don't need to like move to do resort living okay i like it so i already so i already like you know play tennis several times a week so i'm ahead resort. of the game there which is like resort living and what i did this weekend there is this public pool that is literally so close to my house um they recently renovated it so it used to just be open in the summer but i guess now it's open year cuz it's in glendale um, so like the, whatever the Glendale, like property tax money that I don't have to pay for, well, because I don't live in Glendale and because I don't own property. Double um, whammy. Double. Yeah. But they, um, so it's, it's open 365 days a year now. I think it's called like the Pacific community pool. It's, uh, it's a five minute drive. Or if I wanted to walk, it'd be like a 15, 20 minute walk, $3 to get in. Any day I can also buy, I think for the summer, you can buy like a $75 all unlimited pass or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's not glamorous, but it's like, it's like a, it's a big public pool. Um, a few of the lanes are blocked off for laps, but like a lot of it is just like for, you know, fucking around in the pool. Um, it's mostly, I, so I went on Saturday for the first time I paid my $3 cause I'd been to public pools in New York before. And it's such a fucking pain in the ass. Cause they're like, they're so mean there. You have to like lock up your shit. Um, they like make you like, even if you're like clean, they like force you to take a shower. It's like Auschwitz. Humanizing, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They like force you to take a shower before you go in the pool. And this one, it's just like, it's chill Glendale teenagers manning the front desk. Um, the lady lady, she was probably like 12 <laughs> was so nice. She was like, I was like, Oh, it's like $3. Um, and she just like said, you know, I hope you enjoy it. I had to give them my name and address. So now I'm in the system. And then you just walk through, you know, the locker room. You might see like a naked elderly Armenian man, like, you know, who cares? Deal with it. Deal with it. And then you go to this pool. They have music pumping. They were playing like Sean Paul. They were playing Rihanna. They were okay. playing like all the hits. So there was, a, it was a lot of like, it was like were- families with little <gasps> kids. There were some old people and then there were some like couples I think I might've been the only like solo man there, but okay, it's okay. And they encourage you to bring snacks. So oh. like, so you can like bring, I could, you know, put a little rosé in my goop water bottle. No one would know the difference. This um, sounds pretty nice. It's pretty nice. There's, there's some like recliners out. You, I think you probably have to get there really early to like claim one of the cool seats, but then there's like, just like bleachers that you can sit on. There's a little bit of grass. It's like crowded, but not too crowded. And this was a Saturday afternoon. So I bet if I went on a weekday, it would be like super chill. But I bet um, in the summer, it gets really crowded. In the summer, it probably gets really crowded. But I'm like, oh, this is my this is my resort life. I'm playing tennis on public uh, public courts. I'm swimming in a public pool. And then the third leg of resort living, I call it TPT. So like on Jersey Shore, they had um, GTL, gym tan laundry. Yeah. For me, it's tennis, pool, tiki and that's the third leg of the resort living so there's a new tiki bar i think did you go there the new tiki bar in in burbank no oh 
anyway, there's a new tiki bar in Burbank that's called like undercarriage or I don't know. It's called something. And... <laughs> undercarriage? No, it's not called. Wait. <laughs> Burbank. Burbank Tiki Bar. Um, Broken Compass. Okay. And I haven't gone yet, but I might actually go today. They have like happy hour. And I feel like if you go early, I don't know. I'm just staying in my hood, not getting fancy. Yeah. Uh, but as long as I can do tennis pool tiki, I'm set. Like that's all I need in life. Yeah, you got it all covered. Our 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 tiki bar is the Kahuna Tiki too. Oh, Kahuna, that's the one you went to. But that's the one that's not new. That's really old. <laughs> and it's in the um remember the Mikado, like from from the the Paul Thomas Anderson movie. Oh yeah. It's like it's that. It's oh, like that's so hotel. cool. Yeah, yeah. It's um and it's like it's you would really like it. It's I would. really fucked up. The food is really good too. It's like coconut shrimp and stuff. Yum. Yeah. Okay. And that's that's in the valley too. Yeah. I need to go there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah. used to go, I mean, my favorite one of my favorite hangouts in San Francisco is the Tonga room in the Fairmont Hotel. And that's like one of the only like old school tiki bars, at least left in the Bay Area. Mm. Uh, and then they're they're reopening. I just read today in Laguna Beach. There's um an old tiki bar uh that hasn't been open for decades, and um they're it's called the Roy- yeah the Royal Royal Hawaiian first opened in 1947. Ooh. Oh yes, and the guy from early Place- tiki, yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. The, that's like the start of tiki, totally right in um, America. It's, where it's on it's the PCH, yeah. um, and it's the guy, the drinks guy from Employees Only is doing the cocktail menu, okay, and the food, the guy from um, uh, Yamashiro is doing the food, oh which I mean, famously I think, bad. Yeah. Famously bad. But you know what? But, you don't go, you don't go to tiki bars for the, the gourmet eats, but, but the food there is kind of all, it's like skewers and stuff. We went there one time, me and Brian, I still, I've never been, I mean, cause it's like, I don't want to spend, you know, $150 on like a California roll. So it's yeah. It's like not as bad as they, it's not as bad as they would have you believe, but it is very like overpriced for like, yeah, basically like a suit, like some like shitty rolls and whatever. But it's mostly you go for the view. Uh, they um on Eater, they like had a screenshot of the original menu from the Royal Hawaiian. Mm. And the cocktails, the tiki cocktails were all between like 75 cents and like a dollar fifty. <gasps> oh my god. Now they're all gonna be like at least twenty dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Um so yeah. So that's my um <laughs> that's that's my life now. It's just I love that pure for you, so pursuit happy. of pleasure. Uh, why not? Be, what else? Do, what why else, not? Yeah. You're here, you know, you're here for a good time and hopefully also for a long time. Because <laughs> yeah, it's hopefully. a pretty healthy lifestyle. Except for I, yeah, I think I can afford having a few tiki cocktails a week if I'm if I'm doing my swimming and my tennis. I think you can too, Brian. I believe you. I'm happy for you. And I like how you're doing all of this with like, you know, you're kind of still like living with your like you know your like political convictions like your sure, my political convictions that are purely theoretical that i don't actually i have no uh sense of activism or um putting my money where my mouth is and yet i still pay my 25 dollars a year to be a member of the dsa so something's happening it's like allegedly i don't know 
<laughs> yeah, allegedly. I went to a couple of those meetings and it was don't uh, go to that frightening. Stuff. It's no, really well, yeah. I mean, I'm, like yeah. literally a hundred percent um neurodivergent. I was like the I think I might have been the only neurotypical person at that meeting. When you get into these uh uh, whatever. I don't want to talk about it. I yeah. also probably want to go to a left. Yeah. Leftist spaces are, um, they're all inclusive for better and for worse. Leave it at that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Leave it at that. So yeah, that's my week. Just, um, just coasting, just, just living life and, um, and waiting for waiting for the sweet release of death. I love it. Um, I've been oh, having yeah. anxiety this week. I don't know why. I think, okay, honestly, I think, I think I really, really, really need to stop TikTok because oh. it's always TikTok. So TikTok is like this, like you're scroll, scroll, scroll. And, and like, now my thing is like cake decorating. Like there was this viral TikTok last week where some, this woman made a rainbow cake for a customer and the customer was like a bitch about it. And she went on TikTok and she's like, I had a terrible cl client. She yelled at me and blah, blah, blah. The client gets on TikTok and is like, yeah, but this is the cake you made, bitch. And these are all the messages. And the cake is like the most fucked up looking cake anyone's <laughs> ever seen. It's like, it's like this like uneven shitty, like covered in sprinkles thing. And then she put like a glob of white frosting on the top and wrote like happy birthday trilby in this like horrific, like chicken scratch writing. Oh like God. it looks really bad. So everybody went crazy. Then all there's like this whole community of like cake people on TikTok who were like, here's mine. And so then they were making the rainbow cake and making it well. And like, this is how much you should charge. Like, this is what it should look like. And I would charge this for it and da da da. This opens the floodgates. And now I'm just looking at these cakes. Everyone's making a cake. And then Gen Z cakes are so beautiful. I wish they had those cakes when I was a mm. young millennial girl. Like they have, they're like, they're all kind of like Victorian and like, wow. they love to make them in a heart shape. They put lots of like droopy drapey, like things on it, like lots of maraschino cherries. Like they're so cute. And I just watch them make these cakes. And this is like my hobby watching other people. Wouldn't you get, don't you get so hungry and just like want to, I would just like, if I watched so much cake decor again, I would every day have to like go out and like get a piece of cake. It's sort of, but like it more a yes, but it also, it just makes me want to make the cake because it looks so satisfying the way they like mm. smooth the frosting out. And like, it looks so pretty and like, it does make me like want to like eat cake sort of, but like it more just makes me want to like perfectly make something smooth and like put like yeah. dollops of stuff and like it's just like so pretty and like it's all sped up so it looks like they're doing it really fast um oh. it's like a cartoon so um I'll be watching 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 and then the next thing you know it'll be like someone talking about like the most horrific medical diagnosis you've ever heard or like confessions of people who like accidentally killed children by hitting them with their cars or like just like the most fucked up stuff and it's just like mixed in and you're just scrolling and it's like then every single time I get one of these I'm like that's gonna happen to me that's gonna happen to me I'm gonna kill a kid I'm gonna get this disease I'm gonna da 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 and it's like I cannot and I think that's why and then you're like okay I have to find another like happy video to like take my mind off this so then you take your mind off of it you get kind of back in the loop and then you get more like ah the worst thing in the world like really bad stuff yeah. like 
coma just the worst shit ever i'm with the republican party in the sense get of rid of ban it tiktok because i literally intellectually like i cannot handle tiktok existing i cannot fucking handle it and it's like i take it off my phone and then i put it back right back on like i have i it's it's really fucked up uh yeah i only i mean i only really see tiktoks when they link to them on twitter uh because it like i've said previously it just gives me a headache to actually scroll through tiktok yeah um I watched the Dylan Mulvaney's like return to TikTok. Yeah. And I, I never really, I don't know. I never really felt felt one way about Dylan Mulvaney one way or the other until this like horrible fucking dehumanizing controversy that she's found herself into. And now this, the, I don't know. Now I'm like, she is like the fucking Rosa Parks, mother Teresa of our time. Like I'm, I, she's I, not. <laughs> I don't know. I, regardless of how intentional it is, like, she's become i don't know like this 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 return tiktok and how sort of she how sort of optimistic and um and and loving and seemingly happy she feels in the face of all this nonsense is like i don't know it made me respect her on a on a new level but yeah. maybe it's maybe it's, it's 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 not because of anything she particularly did it's just sort of the position that she's found herself in but she's handling it with um so much empathy i don't know I mean, I, I sort of was like, oh, when I watched it, I was like, oh, wow, she's really good. That was what I thought. So I wasn't like, oh, she's like the Rosa Parks of our time. I feel like, first of all, I feel like I don't think that this controversy is going to be like, well, I don't know. I'm not trans. I'm not in this movement. It doesn't feel like it's going to be like defining in that way. It feels like it's going to be sort of like an internet thing. Maybe. I could be wrong. And like, um, I feel like you know, I did really think that she had like a great response and I thought that she did really, really well. I guess I just want to go that far. Yeah, no, yeah, I'm probably being hyperbolic. Uh, and I don't but... like, like, I like, I like, like, I think it's really interesting how like Dylan Mulvaney is like, um, Dylan Mulvaney just like acts like that. Like she's like really like kind of like bubbly and like, yeah, she's like a musical Hyper, theater queen. Like, hopping it's around, like, yeah. whatever. And it's like, um, I think people like kind of, a lot of people like don't like that. Um, yeah. And like anti-trans people will like use that and say like, oh, that's evidence that like she's like, you know, making fun of women or something. Well, and it's so, like it's, it's so uh, hypocritical. She, well, she's not, I mean, that's just like who she is. Like, I yeah. do think that's really authentic. And so like, I think that's like a stupid argument to make. And like, I, I think that like, she has like a huge career in front of her doing whatever. And I don't think it's going to be like activism. Like, I think like, she's like, has, she's kind of in this position where she like has no choice, but to be sort of like an activist because she's a trans woman, mm -hmm. but like, I think that her career, I think that what she wants, and I could be wrong, but I think she wants like something like in like mainstream entertainment, you know, like a TV show or something like that. Yeah. And, like, but I don't know now because she's such a lightning rod, like big come after the Bud Light thing. Like, I don't know what sort of big, I think a, a year or two ago, she could have gotten, yeah, job hosting a, you know, a fashion show on E or whatever. But now, I feel like people are going to be afraid to work with her because she's such a lightning rod. Um, they, yeah, like they have picked her for some reason. Again, I think it's because like 
I think that's the reason. Like, she's like bubbly, happy, fun, not super serious. Like, there are like a million trans people on TikTok who are like, you know, like the our rights, blah, 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 like serious. And like, this is, you know, what we believe and what we need and whatever. And like, doing like really focusing on that. She's very like, she's just like fun, you know? And I yeah. think that's like the biggest threat to them because like they're because like people want to watch her because of her like not because they're like already in in invested in like trans rights and like this is like someone who's like speaking to that it's like she could bring people in because people just like her personality i mm -hmm. think that's very like threatening to the right who's like for for some reason pick trans stuff as like their big thing that yeah. they're gonna I don't really, whatever. It's just like they pick a new thing every 10 years and this year, this now it's trans rights. It used to be yeah. gay rights. It used to be abortion. It used to be whatever. The rhetoric around her has just gotten so violent. And so it's I just, I, wor I worry for her. Like, I'm like, does she, could she even like leave her house? Like, I feel like someone's going to do something. It's like, I, I would be, if I was her, I'd be like so scared. I'd be scared house. too. It's really crazy. Like yeah. they, they act like she's, like doing something that she's yeah like that. that that all the comments I read are it's like people think she's con that it's like it's a guy pretending to be a woman to con people to further his career and then also like they'll show these old videos like before she like she was on like the Drew Carey show or something or like um the Price is Right yeah um before she transitioned and like. There's this also, there's like this famous, she had a viral TikTok before too, that I actually saw because I'm like, so on TikTok that was like, she saw like there, she was like on a, like a Buffalo, like stuck its head in her car. And she's like, ah, like screaming. Oh. And this was also before. And like, they'll show those videos, like proof of something yeah, it's like, it but doesn't like, make any what sense. What is this proof of? Because like, it's what she's like, she didn't like, she wasn't like different. And then she was like, oh, I'm going to pretend to be a woman and start acting like this. Like she's been like the whole time. Like, yeah, what yeah, is yeah. the, what is the smoking gun here? And like, well, and then, and then they say, oh, you know, underage people, teenagers should not get access to any like gender affirming hormones or surgery. Um, yeah, and she kind of appeals kids. to like teenage, like she appeals yeah. probably to like younger people. But then it's like when you transition as an adult and you don't, quote unquote pass that's when they really get threatened because they're just like oh it's a man in a dress so it's like you can't win if you, if you transition as, at a you know when you're 12 you can't win then and then if you transition as an adult then you're quote unquote pretending to be yeah if you so transition it's like, when you're 12 you're a victim of like horrific abuse yeah. and like mutilating surgery or whatever they say and then like yeah. And if you're an adult, then it's like, you're like a pervert and a psycho yeah. and whatever. So it's, yeah, you can't win. They're violent and hateful and we hate them. We hate the Republicans and, um, we love trans people. That's our position. <laughs> <laughs> uh, great, great summary of our, of our philosophy. Well, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> um, what, oh, here's a, just total random segue. Um, I made a really, really good chicken dish out of the New York Times this week. What was it? That I want to share with everyone. It's just called, it's new, I guess. It's called One Pot Whole Roasted Chicken and Rice. It's by... That sounds good. Naz Daravian, who... I think they're Persian or something. I don't know. 
Um, and okay. So it's like so simple. It's literally, so you can make, they has, they have a small pinch of saffron threads as optional when you make like a saffron water. I'm sure that tastes wonderful. I did not do that. Yeah. So all you do is basically you coat, you have a, a whole chicken and you put salt and pepper and then rub it in turmeric. And then, um, you just saute some like onions and garlic you uh, brown the chicken skin on the stove for a few minutes and then you put the chicken in the pot uh, and put a little bit of water in and then um, you put it in the oven for like 50 minutes. Then you take it out of the oven. Then you just put rice around the chicken, put it back in the oven for another 30 minutes. And the so the rice is just like cooking basically in the turmeric and like the chicken fat and it comes out. So it's like so simple. There's literally turmeric is the only spice besides salt and pepper and then it's just rice and chicken and then it's like lemon juice and parsley you put on top it's so Mm -hmm. fucking good and it makes it like so just tender the rice is tender the chicken's tender really i'm gonna make it a million times okay wait send it to me i want to make it it sounds like simple well you don't have to send it to me i can yeah i'll send it to you um if you want it is simple um that sounds really good i haven't made anything all week um I've been working in an office doing something like unglamorous and uh, I've been eating just like food in the cafeteria that they have. Hey. Uh, oh, I also made last week, I was talking about making that pad thai. I made um, pad thai. I went to a Thai grocery store and uh, bought Did you go to the one drinks. in Thai town by my old apartment? Yes. I went, it was called, it's like called Bang, Bang Long, Bang Long. It's like on, is it the one, it's like on um, Hollywood, like near Thai Plaza. Uh, yeah, well, there's two grocery stores. The one I went to is on the other side of Hollywood Boulevard. Um, it's in the same strip mall as, uh, one of those noodle shops. Anyway, I think there's, there's two big grocery stores. They're both basically the same, but it's funny. Like everyone, I was like, oh, you know, I'll be like the only white person in there and it'll be all like, like Thai housewives, like, you know, shopping for their groceries. And no, it's literally, it's all just like guys like me Yeah, (laughs) that are like middle-aged like bearded men stumbling around like not finding the ingredients they want and then the women that work there are just like literally having to tell us like where everything is oh my god and a lot of them I think are maybe have like been to Thailand so like there was this one guy that was there that was like trying to like speak in Thai with the woman oh my god I could I would have like literally killed myself (laughs) I can't here I can't it seems like a lot of maybe like alleged potential like sex tourists that just yeah, enjoy quote unquote see. Thai culture. <laughs> but yeah, I walk in and I just, it's sort of like going to a commercial audition. I walk in and there's just like 10 versions of they're me all there. you. Yeah. Oh my God. Hey, but they're perverts. They're like, sex exactly. um, yeah. Wowie. Wow. 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 Well, uh, I'm, yeah. no, I've been, I, cause I used to sometimes I, I was always like, I live in Thai town. I need to go to this store and like make Thai food all the time because like, what else are you going to do here? And I never really did it, but I like would pop into the store every once in a while and be like, I don't really know what I'm here for. Like, should I buy some lemongrass or something and whatever. Yeah. But I, I do really miss living in that neighborhood. I will say like, there's something like very fun about like living in a neighborhood that's like dominated by a culture that's not yours and like Mm. kind of getting to like experience these like things that you wouldn't have ever had like the like 
there were great Thai restaurants, but there was also that Thai like dessert store that oh, was like yeah. by Thai patio. And there were just all these things in there that like I would never think of, you know, it was totally. fun. Um, and we don't really kind of get that as much here in Sherman Oaks doesn't really have a dominant. Well, they do have a dominant cultural. Um... Well, the the closest thing would be like uh, Orthodox Jews. Like there's okay. a lot of like kosher stuff and like Jewish places, which I do love, but it's not. And I, I, I feel very like comfortable with it, but it's not like exotic or like new to me. It's very no, no. like stuff I grew up with. Uh, Yeah, I'm going to go back oh because this place also was right next to friends and family so i got like a wonderful oatmeal date cookie while i was there too friends and family is another one that i miss um and then this weekend i, ma- I made pad thai last weekend this weekend i'm gonna make pad see you and i'll see the pad thai turned it, it turned out fine i mean it was like good um but i think i made i didn't get that because i don't have a walk so i didn't get that like that wok hay, whatever you call it, like that smokiness that you should get. Yeah. Um, but you can't, yeah. But the flavors were good. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, oh, I didn't put it on my list, but I do want to talk about the um, Erewhon Addict uh, article from The Cut. This this made it onto my thing I would try, even though I did, as we said, read it. Oh. Wrote it this article, this <laughs> You're like a total speed reader. I'm not really. I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> but there was something in it that I was like, actually, that is on my list. Well, yeah. And maybe this is what it is that's on your list is, okay, so th- this is, it's an article in the cut. It's called Meet the People Working Three Jobs to Afford Erewhon, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Even though I'm a starving artist, it's become my identity. So they <laughs> they interview, and this is in New York Magazine. So it's a very New York biased, ha ha, let's make fun of LA, blah, Which, blah, blah. Which, but the Hall, tone in it. New York Magazine, it's like, just think about the, this is what I'm talking about. I think it's New York fucking magazine. The tone is so annoying and like condescending and like not as smart as it thinks it is. It's irritating yeah. versus like we talked about last week, like the Lauren Euler uh, uh, Harper's piece. It managed to sound intelligent. It even managed to sound like sort of condescending and above it all, but with like an authenticity that didn't sound like cookie cutter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, you don't have to pretend that you're like, like, is there a way it just, it it reads like copy. Oh, total. No, it is. I think it's like, it's that, it's that voice. I mean, you, yeah, we've talked about it before, like the New York magazine voice of like, it's trying to ape the like old Gawker style snarky, yeah. but it's like these, you know, these like grave, gr- 40 grave grubbing 40 year old nerds user. that are trying to be cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, they interview, it's just like a, a bunch of mostly like young women. Um, this girl, this one girl is, well, the one that has three jobs, it's like, she's, uh, let's see, here are the jobs. Spencer, 23, makes roughly $40,000 annually, freelance voiceover artist, content creator for a hummus company, and college essay <laughs> tutor. I mean, that sounds like pretty normal. Actually, like pretty good for a 23-year-old. Like she's, she, and she also lives in Brentwood with a roommate. So I'm like, okay, if you want to save some money, move out of fucking Brentwood. Get out of Brentwood. And what 23-year-old even wants to move to Brentwood? That's crazy to me. I think that there are people all over the place doing all kinds of shit that we didn't know about. I guess. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand why any 23-year-old would want to live in Brentwood yeah um because you'll be like who is even it's just like old people like i don't get it um but she goes to erewhon 
she says she spends between 50 and 75 dollars a week there which is like nothing that's like getting two, that. yeah it's like fine like who, of course everyone should be able to do that um and then we and we have like um this nanny who this was really funny she used to like when she was babysitting a kid she used to like buy an erewhon smoothie and like let her kid have like one sip of it so she could expense it to the kid's parents yeah and then and then eventually they told her to stop shopping at erewhon because it was too expensive yeah um uh and there's a couple quotes one this i think it's the nanny that says uh like I love to take Erewhon, meaning like a smoothie when I'm flying. Cause I freaking, I fly economy. I'm not private jetting anywhere to just be in a comfortable sweatsuit or a Lulu fit and then have Erewhon. I feel like I'm worth a billion dollars. And but I related how, to that. How is so she getting much. it on the plane? She has it on the way to the airport. Oh, that's a really good point because you wouldn't be able to, huh? I wonder if this is all a lie then. <laughs> I mean, she probably gets it and then like gets in the Uber and then throws it out before she goes before she gets on the plane. Unless there's a there, yeah, there's no Erewhon at LAX. Unfortunately, not. I mean, soon but there, there will should be, be. Probably. But see, I kind of think this is like the ultimate scam of Erewhon. I don't know. I could be wrong, but I feel like because I do go to the Erewhon in my neighborhood every once in a while. Very rarely. I often go into Erewhon and I'm like, I'm just going to get something. Who cares? And then I'm like, fuck this. And I leave. That happens to me like multiple times. That's happened to me a, a few times. Yeah, yeah. Um, But occasionally I'll pop in there to grab something. And like, I do see people leaving Erewhon with like bags and bags of groceries, like as if they went to Ralph's or something. That's like, like just their shopping. Yeah, I know. That's so crazy. And that's crazy to me. And it ha And it's like a lot of people. But I still sort of feel like the majority of the people who are going to Erwan are like people who are popping in to get like a smoothie or something because it makes them feel fancy. It's like the affordable luxury thing. Exactly. Affordable luxury. And I, at least uh, the one I usually go to is the Silver Lake one. Um, and that's most, yeah, it's like there's a couple probably super rich people that shop there, but it's mostly like kids that are getting a smoothie or like one thing of, you know, I maca powder i also feel like actually rich people are the only people i know who'll be like they charged you what i'm not paying that like they are like that all the time and then us poor people are like oh it was only 25 dollars. Oh, yeah. it's fine i have 25 dollars. i can get a smoothie too i've never seen an actually rich person i mean i'm sure there are actually rich people who get them but like i feel like it's a scam yeah no you're right most rich people just shop at like ralph's or costco and they have these like giant pantries filled with like disgusting garbage yeah they're like and they're cheap or like or like maybe they'll shop at like whole foods or something but they're mm. not like i feel like they're i feel like they're not like unless they're mega like super super rich and like genuinely don't even know the difference between spending 25 dollars and spending five dollars like because it doesn't make a difference to them yeah feel like people who are like rich just regular rich are like they're such they're like they just say things that like we would be embarrassed to say because we think it makes us seem poor but they actually are no they're not so they're like confident to be like i'm not spending that for that smart that's how they i guess that's, that's how, how they, they got rich. rich yeah uh so and then i think maybe as this girl spencer someone made a good point uh she said I think of people who go out and spend $20 on a vodka soda at the clubs every weekend. I'd rather pay $18 for a smoothie that's going to fuel my body and give me nutrients in lieu of having a $20 drink. And I say, okay. amen. All right. It's like, yeah. So, oh, the thing that you would try, I'm going to see if I guess what it is. Is it 
the $200 yearly membership where you get one monthly smoothie? Yes. Yes, because it pays for itself. It pays for itself. So like I've been at the checkout line and they're like, do you want to sign up for the membership? And I'm like, what? Tell me more about this membership, ma'am. And they're like, it's $200. And I'm like, no, thank you. But if you really pay $200 and get that, then you are getting, if you want a smoothie a month, then it's a good deal. It costs zero dollars for they should say that. I don't know why, because I've said that too. I've scoffed at them when they've asked me if I wanted to join. But the, all they have to say is, oh, if you get one smoothie a month, it pays for itself. And I would have been like, I would like give, I would have just given them my credit card instantly. And then like charge me now. I demand it. Yeah. Um, and then so, do you get like anything? Do you get like percent off? Yeah, like, I think you get like 10. It's like not much. I think you get like 10% off groceries or something. That's not bad. Um, And oh, and you get like, uh, I think you get like a tote bag and you might get like drops like before the public gets like certain products. I think you get access to them. The air one drops. The air one drops. I'm, I mean, this is, I will not tell anyone besides, you know, you and all of our listeners but if i next time i go to erwan i i I will confirm that i getting that monthly smoothie um but if i do i'm I'm not gonna actually get it because i'm going to be leaving la at the end of the summer but um there's gonna be an erwan in new york before you know it uh I think there will be probably there. Ha- there like I'm there sure like they're working on it now. It. And yeah. all these fucking the cut New York magazine, all these people are going to eat, their, eat words their words because there's going to be a line around the block. It's going to be like when Trader Joe's food. opened in New York times 10 and all these fucking assholes are going to spend every last dime on these stupid smoothies. And then we can laugh at them. Yeah. And then I'll get my $200 membership. Mm, a bi-coastal air one bi-coastal air one membership oh my god i can't wait that then i'll then i'll be like kill me because how much better could it get than that and if you honestly the the um the tsa should have a program with air one if you have an air one membership you should be able to show your card at security and you should be able to bring those smoothies in it should be except air one it should be like you can't have any liquid other than something you got at air one and you can prove you got it from air one you bring the receipt exactly you can do it Oh, uh, wow. Now I, um, yeah. And I didn't even, I was like last week when I got my tooth taken out, I was like, oh, I'm only going to be able to eat like liquids for a few days. I'm just going to go to Erewhon and like get smoothies every day. And I didn't even go. I just went to Whole Foods and got like disgusting plebeian peasant smoothies. How come? Because I was just, I just wanted a one-stop shop and I needed to get my cottage cheese. And I mean, I could have gotten all this stuff at Erewhon, but I would have, I spent like $50 for like three days worth of soft foods. And if I was at air one, I probably would have spent $200 for the same amount. You probably would have. Yeah. Um, man. All right. Okay. Are we moving on to our lists? I guess so, because I have a lot to say, but I think you cover, I think a lot of it is in your list. I, I, I didn't put my stuff in my list about like the drama, but I got so into it and I want to talk about it, but like. We can wait for the list. Okay. Yeah. I have all of the medical medium stuff is on the list. So we, we can, we can discuss it there, but I guess before uh, that we will go to your best of the week. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Okay, so my best of the week is like not the thing that took my attention, of course, but it was like just some like interesting information like Gwyneth Paltrow like wanted a word for like fashion. Well, it was unclear. She was like, thanks for including G label in the like LA fashion awards. It didn't actually she said, say I that was she grateful won an to award. be recognized, recognized at the seventh annual fashion awards for our fashion line. I feel like she might've just gotten an invite or maybe she lost. Yeah, no, she didn't, Cause then she would have said I was nominated. She said um, she was recognized. I don't know. I didn't see her holding any sort of award. No, what happened and what is this? I've never heard of this. I've thing. never heard of the Los Angeles Fashion Awards. Uh, but, but you what, know, whatever. Yeah. Good for her. You know, a little bit of um, a break from the rough news cycle. And it's nice to see her living her best life as the medical medium is spiraling. Yeah. And I have to say, I'm she had she made like there was like a custom G label outfit. There were sort of these like these like wide leg pants and like a crop top. I didn't. Honestly, I didn't love it. Oh, sorry. My, I started a video about it. There's a <laughs> video on YouTube. I think it's of her giving a speech. Oh, so maybe she... Did I'm muting it. and I'm just going to like skip ahead a little bit. Oh, there's that guy. Oh, there are a bunch of famous people here. Um, uh, wait well, she, she doesn't... Um, 
she doesn't go on too many red carpets. So this was a uh, whoa, Keanu's there uh, with his elderly decrepit girlfriend it's all, who's 10 it's years like a younger clip than him. of like people giving it's like just these people giving speeches miley's there great miley is i think honestly one of the only people that looks good um with ozempic where is gwen well you haven't seen me yet i don't have Ozempic, <laughs> but i want it so bad um wait where is gwen i keep saying there there she is there she is yeah she's i don't know what she's talking about but she is i think they just had these people Oh, wait. Yeah, she got one. Power, she got an award, I think. Oh, yeah? It says Gwyneth, Pal- Gwyneth Paltrow, G-Label by Goop, Powerhouse Brand of the Year. Oh, that's a good one. And she is holding an award. All right, all right. Brie well, Larson we're... is giving... Hmm. Uh, and then, I don't know, whatever. It looks like, I mean, I don't know, people, people showed up. I feel like if they just tell people, like, hey, we're going to give you an award, like, people will show up. Oh, absolutely. These narcissistic, woke Hollywood types, they'll show up anywhere. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, good for Gwyneth. I'm so, I'm actually really proud of her that she's sticking to her guns and writing her little personal essays every Thursday newsletter. I honestly didn't think it was going to last this long. Oh, Miley's stylist got an award. Music stylist of the year, Bradley Kenneth. Oh, maybe she presented it or Present, something. Good, because she's, with... she's she's styled so well. I think her stylist should win an award. Well, he did. And then, let's see. It looks like, hang on. Is this, yeah, yeah. And then Law Roach. Oh, it was the host. Oh, Law Roach, who has had his own sort of controversy Kind lately. of had some drama at the yeah. uh, earlier this month. Um. All right. Um, so that was my best. I mean, congratulations, Gwyneth. I did not know this event ha- existed. I didn't know that these awards existed, but like, well deserved. I'm glad to see G Label getting a little bit of because she, you know, in that Lauren Euler thing, and then she was on Shopo this week talking about it too. She she mentioned something that like we've kind of said, which is like G Label and like the Goop brand. It will never. It's like kind of like they're selling the idea of like wealth, access, and luxury, but like actually like people who actually have that will always see it as like a little bit I think like kitschy maybe or like something sort of cheap about it because it's like a celebrity internet brand yeah like it'll never truly cross over and I think that that's sort of true I do think I know rich and fancy people who like do buy stuff at Goop because every time anyone I know buys anything on Goop they tell me about it (laughs) so like I hear about it from like people all across the like socioeconomic spectrum but like I do think that there's some truth in that, but I also think G label stuff is like really nice. So it's kind of cool that she got an award for that. Yeah. And it's, uh, I mean, it's obviously expensive, but in the luxury space, it's like, it's less expensive. Like it's not, it's not as expensive as the row. And like, you it's know not I mean? as, And it's also just like, it doesn't have the cachet of like some of these brands that like these, like people are actually wearing, sure, like sure. actually like fashion people are wearing, like it's not, it but it's for basics. It's every day. It's like what these, it's like not. It's for basic it's for, people. Yeah. It's it's yeah. the it's the Uniqlo of the one percent. Yeah. Have you ever bought a G label clothes? No, I have like G Sport. Mm. Um, and I have a G label. I have like a bathing suit. Okay. That might be G label. I'm not sure. Or like, but it's like Goop made it, so I don't know what exact label they put in it. But it was like a Goop brand bathing suit. Um, but I don't think I have any like actual clothes. Mm. I'd love a line of men's sweaters if you're listening, G-Label. But 
don't know. I think they're, you're going to have to go to Brad's like $2,000. Oh my God. I'm not going to be able to afford that. Yeah. Um, okay. What was your best? My best was, I mean, this is just in the same arena as my resort living. The travel article this week is truly my absolute dream. It's. Oh, um, I didn't even bother reading this. Oh my God. Three days at Sensei Porcupine Creek, a desert wellness oasis. So this is Larry Ellison's wellness resort in Rancho Mirage. Mm-hmm. And so Larry Ellison obviously is a billionaire. I think Oracle was his big brand, but he also owns the Indian Wells tennis tournament that I go to every year. And it's like known, you know, across the world as like one of the greatest tennis tournaments. Like everyone loves it. It's like, it's affordable luxury. (laughs) My favorite. My only kind I can afford. Yeah. You have, you have like rich people, but then you also have like, you know, cheapo tennis fanatics like me, I will, you know, buy a ticket and then I'll save money by staying at the, the motel six in Palm desert which is fine. I don't mind it, but this fucking place. Holy shit. Okay. So I looked, so they had like a three day wellness retreat or whatever that this person, um, goes on and reports back on, but they have a, the thing that I would want to do, there's a five day, uh, let's see. Shit. It's called the, uh, again, I thought I, anyway, it's this tennis centric five day retreat where you're doing all the wellness stuff, but then you also have a tennis professional, like trying to make your game better as they're like doing all these like medical tests, like making sure that your diet is correct and your nutrition and your exercise and stuff. Um, and it's, it is, uh, oh, here it is. Sorry. It's 28. I guess it's per night. 2800 and thir- no maybe that's for the 5 days I have no idea 2813 dollars um 5 night minimum stay required it's called the tennis optimal well-being program work with a sensei guide and tennis professional to measure analyze and interpret your health biomarkers both on and off the courts with a structured 5 day wellness itinerary uh blah 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 but even without the tennis you got the only restaurant at the resort is a Nobu, of course. Mm. So you have the regular Nobu sushi and, you know, miso black cod. And then there's like special sort of wellness things. Um, you do, you can do meditation. You do your, your sort of one-on-one personal medical stuff. You have a beautiful pool. Um, you can do the tennis package. You can do the golf package, or you can just relax. Uh, it just looks like my absolute dream. It does. And that is your absolute dream. It is I my mean, absolute dream. it's more resort living, but it's at an actual resort. At an actual resort, combining. I mean, I don't think there's a tiki bar there, but there is a. Uh, I'm sure there's a tiki bar in the area. I could. I could. You could find to. a tiki bar if you need it, or just bring like a pineapple mio. Yeah, I'm sure they have tiki inspired drinks at the pool that are like a little more classy. But I, I could get my tiki fix. Yeah, I'll do elevated tiki too. I don't care. Oh, sure. I do feel like I need to, at some point in the next 40 years, learn how to play golf to really, I don't know, fully immerse myself. Golf to me is like in a different category. I don't care about golf, but it seems like all these people fucking play golf. Because they're alcoholics. You know what they do? They take a cooler or like they have like people who drive around like a bar cart. They just like go out on the golf course and they're like playing golf and like someone will like drive up and be like, do you want to drink? And like they'll like make them drinks and like they're just getting out there. 
Yeah, yeah. And you go to the clubhouse, the 19th hole or whatever the clubhouse is called. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, if I'm, you know, if I'm drunk, I'll enjoy anything. True. I think it's the only way to enjoy golf because it's so boring and stupid. Probably. Yeah. I don't know. My grandpa was a big golf guy. And you know what but I my like dad about- plays golf and my brother plays golf. With my okay. Dad. And they like it? Uh, I don't know. I guess they do I- it. I mean, it's a social thing. You have to talk talk to people. What I like about tennis is like it's sort of social is because you're like playing with people, but you're on opposite sides of the net. You're in your own world. You're not really talking that much. Mm. So it's like a perfect balance yeah. of social and antisocial. The perfect blend. Yeah. I think with golf, it's like you go with your little like group of friends and like you guys are all just like playing golf out there all day. Yeah. So it's like. You're not like meeting new people, but also like, you're not really playing against them. You're sort of like, I think my brothers are like, you know, you're playing against yourself. Sure. Sure. Uh, and you're, I mean, it takes so long too. like, you're spending how long, like 18 holes is what it takes hours, right? takes a couple hours. I think. Okay. I don't know. Uh, all right. What was your worst? My worst was. Um, sorry, just had this open. Oh, the clean retinols. It's not going to end well. Don't do it. Just get your fucking retina from a dermatologist. Don't fuck with this stuff. It's stupid. It's a way. This is a waste of money. I think I don't, you don't need to un- clean retinols. I don't understand why. Like I got retin-A from my dermatologist and then covered by insurance. I pay like $10 for like a year's supply. Why does anyone, I don't get why anyone spends money on this shit. I really don't understand either. Uh, and I use it, I mean, I don't know what it, it's, I use it maybe twice a week. Yeah. And like, I don't know, whatever. I just, it doesn't, you don't need it to be clean. I guess some people like don't want clean, don't want like stuff from the doctor. They want everything to be clean. clean. Oh yeah. And I guess the retin-A stuff, the prescription stuff probably isn't clean. There's no what way. Is, what does that even mean? No one knows. Even Goop admitted that it means nothing. <laughs> It means nothing. I mean, I think if you're a certain age, like if you're under like 35, I feel like you can just get away with using like the stuff from the supermarket or whatever. You don't have to get like the prescription, but then like once you get the prescription, you just sort of use that and that's it. Like you don't need to, you don't need to like get these fucking things. I mean, I guess if, if I was like younger and I wasn't really getting the prescription yet, maybe I would, uh, I always use stuff that had retinol in it, but it was like, I never had a prescription for it. Cause I was like preparing for mm-hmm. like that. And then, um, um, and then I got the prescription when I was like 35 or 36. So like, um, I do sort of feel like maybe it's for that, those people who want to get like a nicer one than like yeah. that, like rock or whatever. That was what I always used. Oh, sure. Sure um but i don't know yeah because these clean retinols i mean they have an augustinian bader one they have like the really fancy stuff yeah but i'm i'm opposed to barbara stroom right who's supposed to be the best uh it's so expensive it's so crazy let's see what's your worst okay my worst is fucking goop is so obvious when a product isn't selling well mm-hmm. and they try to just get it off the shelves what is it so this week a double whammy on tuesday the tuesday newsletter they have this new person who i've literally never heard of Goop's senior director of beauty and wellness product development by uh her name's thera burns 
I think she must be new. So she she's a, um, a registered dietitian and nutritionist, right? That's like RDN. That's what that mm-hmm. stands for. Uh, so she is talking about that metabolism boosting super powder that we all, or I, I'll speak for myself. I have fucking just dwindling in my, in my cupboard right now mm. um, that came out a couple of years ago that no one bought that tastes like shit and doesn't mm-hmm. do anything. Mm-hmm. And then on Thursday, they were too lazy to even write a new article. So they busted out Gerda's old article on bloating from yeah, 2021. This was, my, this was my saddest. I was like, why is there a Gerda article from 2021? This it's was crazy. This was my craziest and saddest. Like what the fuck? Getting that microbiome, uh, the microbiome super powder, you know, poop juice out of the, out of the factory. Yeah. Because those things, they, I think they were released at the same time and they, I think they were just duds. Yeah. So I'm sure that they'll probably be discontinued soon. Uh, or maybe not. Maybe there's a there's an audience for them. But I mean, it's not. the, the Actually, the, the Gerda one, the microbiome one, is doesn't taste bad. It sort of has like a viscous. There's not much of a taste to it. It actually is not that gross. But the, um, the, the fucking caffeine uh, metabolism one is so disgusting. You have to put it in like a smoothie or coffee or something. Which one? Yeah. I don't think I've ever had that one. I'll bring I'll bring a couple over next time I come over. Great. Can't wait to try the disgusting metabolism booster. <laughs> uh all right. So that was your saddest and craziest. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty sad. So, but yeah, my saddest and craziest, here we go, was so saddest was the Vanity Fair article about the medical medium. Mm-hmm. And the craziest was his response. I and thank you. Thank you to our longtime listener, Nicholas, for yeah. turning us on to. Um... He, so he sent us this a week, like over a week ago before the Vanity Fair thing came out. They the knew medical that it medium, was coming out. The medical medium has been like preparing for this for like at least for like a week. Yes. With this stupid fucking crazy thing that he's doing called the plot to take down the medical medium, like a a. a podcast series within his existing podcast to clear his name to clear his name uh, you know pro- being proactive so this article in vanity fair is called the medical medium and the true believer and long story it short it's so disturbing it's really disturbing. it's about this woman who sort of became enamored with the medical medium and sort of ingratiated him- herself with him in his inner circle um because she has uh he was like family. a lifelong seeker, one of those yeah. people who's like always kind of looking for alternative cures and like the answer to whatever spiritual questions they have. And specifically because she had a, a family history of breast cancer and had a, a gene that gave her a greater propensity to develop breast cancer, she for years was sort of trying to 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 change her diet and to sort of optimize her chances of not developing breast cancer. And so, I mean, we can go into like the whole thing but like basically what happens is she gets obsessed with the medical medium she hangs on his every word his every sort of piece of advice to her and then she finds a lump in her breast and because um and she keeps telling people about it but no one well specifically the medical medium um doesn't he basically ignores it he ignores it yeah he he doesn't he sort of stops talking to her and then a year later, basically, by the time her family figures out what's going on and someone like drags her to she's like unable to walk at the, the do- yeah, she can't walk her breast cancer stage four metastatic and she basically dies within a few months after that. 
And there were a couple of exchanges, like she had a ton of exchanges with the medical medium during that period. Like they exchanged like however many hundreds of voice notes. Yeah. And and she's yeah. talking, she's like, oh, here, you know, the lump in my breast. And he's like, oh no, it's probably, you know, Epstein-Barr syndrome or like. And he's just... telling her like about her, He at one point he says something really condescending, like that's good for an anxious girly like you. And like, he's very, um, I think early on someone did tell her, like his wife was like, you should see a physician. That yeah, someone happen. someone did tell her to see a doctor. And there's another doctor who's like an actual doctor who's like affiliated with these people who also was like, you should see a doctor about that. So she did get told twice by like people in this orbit to go to the doctor. But I don't think the medical medium actually officially told her to go to the doctor until like very, very late in the game. Mm-hmm. And he was really kind of just like dismissive about the whole thing, making up weird things that he thought it was like stuff about um, her like nervous system or something and about, um, I don't know, there was like another condition that they were sort of trying to treat like, no, it's this, it's this and you need whatever, like telling her that it was something else. And it was like, I kind of got the sense from the text message that we're exchanging. It was that like, he wasn't really reading it. Like I have a lump in my breast and I'm like experiencing these other really grotesque symptoms that like, I don't even want to yeah, repeat. Bleeding from the nipple. Yeah, and like, that was oh. the one that I didn't want to repeat. Um, Sorry. <laughs> okay. Um, like just uh, like telling him these things and like, I kind of got the sense he was just like, oh, she's just this fucking woman won't shut the fuck up. Yeah, yeah. just like drink whatever and just kind of pay, not just kind of writing her off. And then I think it seemed almost like once he realized how bad it was and that he'd been sort of advising her in this silly way, he just cut off contact with her completely. And she's like, will you please talk to me? Please help me. Is there anything I can do? Help me, help me. And this was a person that she considered to be like her close friend, advisor, guru, everything, employer, doctor. He's just ghosted her, yep. didn't respond at all. And she died. And she died begging for someone to get the medical medium to like tell her what was wrong. Yeah. And I think you're right that it was, it was literally when he maybe spent the time to actually read what she was saying, where he realized, oh, fuck, this woman's fucked. I didn't pay attention to her. And then in, instead of taking any sort of responsibility, that's when he ghosted her completely. Yeah. And it's like at that stage, it, like, I mean, this is all obviously according to the Vanity Fair article. We're just like recalling to the best of our memory because these people are like litigious and insane and I'm scared of them, especially this woman who's on oh the God. podcast with him, but we'll talk about her in a minute. But um, um, uh, the uh, it, like at that point, it's like the most compassionate thing, like the one thing he possibly could have done was to like be there for her in like a spiritual capacity because like there are people who like will go and sit with you and like read you your last rites and whatever, like. He knew the devo how devoted this woman was to her to him. He knew that she was dying. I mean, he's probably scared to see her family, knowing what he had yeah. done. Like, not that it's it's not his fault that she got cancer, and it's not his fault that she didn't go to the doctor. But he was like, I think he had a responsibility, at least a moral responsibility, to say like, do not you go to the doctor now, yeah. and he didn't do it yeah. ever because it would for whatever reason he didn't do it. Uh, and it's crazy because, and I under I sort of understand her. I mean, I don't really understand her mindset, but the idea that for years she knew, she knew that she had increased likelihood of getting breast cancer. And for years, and she knew she her had life, breast cancer. Her, her life centered around, around 
preventing this from happening. And so she spent all of her energy doing this. And yet when she finally had a symptom, I think she was so scared and of the inevitable of knowing this is probably what it is that she didn't want to face it and didn't want to go to the doctor. Well, she didn't seem to actually think it was breast cancer. I mean, like the she had to have she for years. She no, she, she did, but she in all of her text messages, she says, um, she says, you know, oh, I think it's this like adrenal. You know, she thinks she's hoping she's issues. hoping that the medical medium will tell her it's not breast cancer. But because she has a family history of breast cancer, she knows it. She in the back of her head, she knows what's happening, and she just can't face it. And she's also just like a lifelong, like, yeah, she, it's not just that she, it's not just that she's like committed to like not getting breast cancer in her life. She's like committed to like, she's committed to this like alternative health wellness, like world. Like she's very, a very big believer in this. And she like worked for him and like, was like very much like in this thing. And like her, her aunt did die of breast cancer, um, which is the reason that she didn't tell her dad that she had the lump because she was like, he'll freak out. Yeah. Um, and yeah, he, um, he was sending her these texts about, you know, not drinking bone. They're very anti-bone broth. Anti-bone I, definitely, I know I he called bone broth the R word. <laughs> I definitely want to get into that in a minute because I have theories about that as well. But, um, she, what were they saying that she had? Let me see. They were saying like, um, yeah. Sorry to bug you again, but these things I'm legitimately worried about. I think we will find a doctor to come to the house. Let's look tomorrow. He said that to her. And she said, and he also said, so he didn't tell her never. By the end, he was telling her to go to the doctor. Mm-hmm. He said, um, if you get so bad and can't breathe, you can always call emergency. He said a few minutes later, but I think it's just acids. And she said, I don't have a good feeling about having a doctor to come here to draw blood. Um, I don't want to get trapped and fall down the rabbit hole is what she said about going to the actual the rabbit hole of medical intervention. And the... and he said, I understand. How is it? And I mean, um, if fucking Will Cole is reading this article. No, no, no. So I'll tell you. No, no, no. He See, should I, be scared shitless. No, no, no. I will. I will tell you everything about this. I, I went down. I talk about rabbit hole. I got okay. down the fucking rabbit hole. Okay. So, so let's just, so this article Okay, let's we'll get into the whole thing in a minute. So this article comes out and like the medical medium is starts like preemptively trying to discredit it. I think it was like a few weeks ago was when he started this podcast. Um, so he has so the article again to be clear, it's not saying he did anything necessarily, but he it's what he didn't do. It's like the way that he wasn't encouraging and the way that this woman who really believed in his practices like it didn't work basically like the least you can say about the medical medium whatever you want to say about his responsibility his methods clearly failed this woman and she died when when actual medical intervention probably would have helped so like that is something that you can objectively say is true about this guy's philosophy um so he is um has this huge community on uh, Instagram. And also something that I think we can say is like, we have not seen him around goop for a while. No, he was, uh, he was on there a lot for several years and, uh, it's been radio silence. And I, I always imagine this was goop trying to sort of 
distance themselves from the most out there after the after the lawsuit um i think goop has tried to sort of not dabble so hard into like these crackpots so he's in this podcast there is another instagram like doctor called healing with amber and she was called by a group of fellow Instagram healers. And then on Twitter, I'm not totally sure, but like one of his followers said that they were Ashley Foster, fully raw Christina and Robbie Barbaro. These are the guys that his listeners are saying are the people on these calls. And if they're trying to take him down and Amber's the one on the podcast who is relaying this stuff back to him. Yeah. So they're like, Amber found a way to like, quote unquote, legally record these calls. I don't know how that is legal, but she. It's different. States have different requirements for, for recording without the person knowing. So yeah, maybe she's in a state where you can do that. Where you need like one party consent. Yeah. Um, so she, uh, she records this and it sounds honestly, like, I think it's like one or maybe two phone calls. Like, they are rolling this out like it's this bombshell and basically she's on the phone with this guy and he's saying you know he's excited and he's talking about how they want to take down the medical medium he needs to be stopped because of what he did and that they got this guy at vanity fair to write an article about him and um he uh and and they chose this writer because they thought that he specifically would be a really good writer and also that they one of the people that's involved was the cinematographer for a Netflix documentary called Bad Vegan which did you see that Oh you know I watched the first episode and I got bored I liked it it was but It was I about the I mean, pure food and wine lady yeah, yeah and she was like getting like manipulated by some sort of like con artist health guru guy yeah. And um it was fun. I don't really remember it, but I, I remember like watching it and he watched that. And that was like his inspiration. He was like, I, he said he saw it and he goes, Oh my God, this is going to happen to Anthony. That's his, what he says on mm. the, on the, on the call. And she's going like, Oh my God, seriously. And you can sort of hear in her voice in um, healing with Amber's voice. Like she's like kind of disgusted by him and like, hate, and she's like not actually going out along with him, but he's no. just like, keeps going. And at one point there's another woman on the call where she says something like, you're in the inner circle and you didn't even have to do anything. I had to do horrible things to get here and you didn't have to do anything. I, to me, that sounded obviously like a joke, but there. Yeah. What did she mean by I had to do horrible things? I didn't. It's a joke. She's like, I had to do horrible things to get in the inner circle. Okay. And you didn't have to, I seriously don't think that this woman did anything. horrible. They're not, they never allege that anyone actually did anything horrible. They also don't refute anything that's said in the vanity fair piece. Like they're just like, Fully raw, Christ- or not fully, I'm sorry, Healing with Amber kind of has this way of talking about things that don't really, that aren't really that bad, but saying them in a way that sounds yeah. horrible. Like they did a premeditated attack. She keeps saying like they're premeditated and they're coordinating and they want to take you down. Well, they're pissed that their friend died. And they also like, there's nothing wrong. And this is like kind of like a fucked up mentality that are, that exists in these groups too, because like they didn't tell her about this article for about a year they got the it's revealed in these calls that this journalist who wrote the piece whose name's dan adler he um he was working on that piece for 
over a year before it came out. So like, to me, I'm like, okay, that means that it's like very well researched, that it's like ironclad, that he really did his due diligence. Yeah. Vanity Fair is like a very well respected. I mean, they, they write sometimes sort of salacious articles, but it's all fact-checked. It's very, yeah. I mean, like it's actual, it's real journalism. Like you, I trust what's in Vanity Fair for sure. And like, um, so they, uh, were, but they're basically saying that like, one of their claims is that because one of the sources was a literary agent who I think was the guy says on the phone was my book agent, which that could mean almost anything. Like he's like, that could mean anything. Right. He's like, I put them in touch with my book agent. She gives a quote, something like, yeah. Um, once you start doing, um, like once you publish a book, you become more trustworthy to people in like the health space, some quote like that. Mm -hmm. They're like, this is so manipulative because like he's they're like this is like a conflict of interest because he's a writer so he wants a literary agent so like how could he have a literary agent give a quote and he's like hooking him up and it's like i don't really think that this guy who's like a staff writer at vanity fair for like many years needs this like crackpot from instagram's book agent like i think he's okay but whatever like i don't know like they probably wouldn't have the same book agent. He probably doesn't need a book agent who's like publishing books about like raw diets and stuff. Um, but that was their argument. That was one of their arguments. Um, at one point, the guy, he's like kind of boasting and he's like, yeah, like we had to stay on him. He kept, we had to like steer him in the right direction. And at one point I like threatened him. I like basically threatened him to like get the thing out because it was taking so long. So they're like, they bullied and threatened this journalist. Like they're taking everything he says to be like, basically saying that this like cabal this like shadowy cabal of health influencers on instagram got together found a well-respected very well-published uh staff writer at vanity fair bullied and forced him to write exactly what they said and it was total bullshit without fact checking anything and then they just published it which is like 100 million thousand percent not what happened like there is no way in hell that a vanity fair that, there's no way that, that that's something that was just like a manipulative, like takedown piece with like no actual information it was published. And like, it's very clearly also like, they don't, the thing doesn't make like wild claims about Anthony William. Like it doesn't say that, it doesn't say that he like never told her to go to the doctor, which I, I did say at the beginning of the podcast, that's not exactly what actually happened. Yeah. He's, it said that he, um, it said that you know, it just kind of says what he actually said. Yeah. It's like, he didn't prevent her from going to the doctor, but it, it, it just sort of shows a pattern of, uh, disinterest and, it, it, and, and, and like, just not taking responsibility for like the personal, uh, sway that you have over people when you're making these claims. It, right. you know, it reminded me a lot of the relationship between Andy Warhol and Edie Sedgwick. Oh, really? What was that like? Um, similarly, uh, young sort of lost girl who latches on to this more powerful man and they become extremely close. He feels like he can use her sort of beauty and youth and, and family wealth to, 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 uh, to start his sort of movie directing career. And she gets access to this, you know, downtown cool art scene, but after, because of whatever personal reasons, or she was, you know, more into drugs and he's, he basically got tired of her after a year and sort of cast her off without, and just like completely cut her off while she was becoming like more and more of an addict. And she ended up 
she ended up dying of an overdose a few years later, but it was that, I mean, this was obviously before texting, but it was that same thing of like, why won't Andy talk to me? What, what did I do? Blah, blah, blah. And he just completely cuts her off and moves. Yeah. On. I mean, I, I guess it's kind of like that. Like he's very like, I mean, I think she was kind of more of like a hanger. Like, I don't think he really got that much out of Like, I don't know no, what he no, got that, Yeah, that's his different. He didn't like, really get much out of her. He, he Except was, for free labor. She was like basically Well, she, he paid her. He did pay her. She, she worked for him. But um, I think that she, I, I think that he sort of was more interested in like collecting. I mean, kind of in the Andy Warhol way, he was sort of interested in like collecting like an army of like followers, mm-hmm. but like not... I don't think that he was like inspired by them or like use them in like any sort of like, I don't think that they brought anything to him. I think it was just bodies. Basically. Just, yeah. Just, just people just who influence. were going to follow him and do whatever he said. And like, I think, and, and people who will like go on the internet and like fight for him. And like, if anybody says like, mm, I don't believe that a spirit is telling this man to drink celery juice, they're going to be like, fuck you. His methods work great. And like, you're closed-minded and blah 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 like they all need these sort of like reply guys online to like come after anyone who disagrees with like what the guru says so like that's kind of what i think that's kind of i think as as far as it goes with like what he's getting out of these people i hope everyone who's listening to this will be our reply guys when the medical medium tries to shut us down yeah uh, I oh god, it really bugged me that fucking Jen Gunter was quoted in that article. Jen Gunter's quoted. Oof. Okay, so this was another spicy piece. So I think so. Jen Gunter, I saw this on her Twitter. And yeah, that's where I found it too, and I was like, like oh. something like, "This is the story." This is what I'm like paraphrasing Jen Gunter's Twitter. Something like how Anthony like killed somebody or something like that. And I was like, oh my god, she's talking about the medical medium. I like open the thing, I read it, I like email it to myself. And then I go back on her Twitter and that tweet is gone. I think that somebody scared her. They were like, that's slander. He didn't kill anyone. You can't say that. Oh, he, she deleted the tweet. Yes, she did. And all the tweets about it. Cause I went down in her Twitter and you know, her Twitter is like impossible to navigate. Cause she tweets like once per minute. Yeah. Um, and like she, so I was like, where is it? And then I saw like replies talking about it, but I didn't see the original tweet. And then like all the replies were like, this has been deleted, deleted, deleted. So she obviously like either a lawyer told her to delete it. Vanity Fair told her to delete it. Or the reply guy army was like stressing her out and she deleted it. Something happened, but she deleted that. I mean, and she fights back to all these reply guys. Yeah. She'll fight everyone. So, so I was like, that's scary. If they got Jen Gunter to delete a tweet, that's fucked up. But she did kind of like accuse someone of murder who like (laughs) didn't really murder anyone actually. So maybe, maybe. Yeah. Well, and she brought, she said, and everyone who platformed him, including Gwyneth Paltrow has blood on their hands. She can go to hell for that. Um, and also the, okay. So let's talk about the rift with Gwyneth Paltrow. Okay. Quickly. So I was kind of getting into, I was like going through these people's Instagram and I'm like, um, and I, that bone broth thing, like it just like pinged for me. I was mm. like, that's interesting that he's like, so anti bone broth because it's really like, obviously like Gwyneth is like more, she's more into bone broth now than ever. So I went on uh, Healing with Amber's Instagram and there is a video from when there was that sit down article where, where Gwyneth went on Will Cole's podcast and it was like, it kind of like went viral a little yeah, bit because yeah, yeah. she didn't eat anything all day. So 
healing with Amber is like responding to the video and she has the video playing, but she never cuts to Will Cole. It's always on Gwyneth. And she just goes, Amber's like, oh, Gwyneth Paltrow sat down with a well-known functional medicine practitioner, doesn't name him. And she's like, and, and she went through a diet and she's like, okay, she starts the day with coffee. That's bad. That's adrenaline. Then she has bone broth and bone broth is just glorified steroid soup. And when an animal dies, it releases all of this adrenaline and the adrenaline. And when you boil the adrenaline out of the bones, you get adrenaline. And that's, what's going to make you temporarily mask your symptoms, but it's actually in the long run, it's going to contribute to your chronic illness. It's all the adrenaline. She's like upset. Wow. They're obsessed with the idea of adrenaline and getting adrenaline in your food and whatever. And you don't want adrenaline in your body. You want as little adrenaline no, as possible. No, because you absorb adrenaline from animals and yeah. then that makes you have chronic illness. This is their Got claim. It. So, so um, I was like, there are, and, and again, she's like, and I don't blame Gwyneth. I blame a functional medicine practitioner who she's talking to, who's wrote an entire book. Like this is, this is her way where like writing a book isn't bad, but she'll say like, he wrote a book as if it's like the worst thing someone could possibly do. And of course she's talking about Will Cole, who obviously we are also not fans of, but like just the, I hate that the, I hate people who like, I hate it when people say things that are neutral in a negative way to like, try to like get like people on the internet, like riled up. Yeah. Um, cause it's like, I can see it working on like these like intellectually weak morons. So, um, she goes, he wrote a book and, um, in the, and talking about the benefits of bone broth. And I know that she's talking about him. So it is clear. So what I, my, my original thought wasn't so much that, yeah, they probably were trying to distance themselves after that thing came out, but I kind of think that. Will Cole, who is a savvy motherfucker, and like he he's Andy Warhol. Mm -hmm. He's he went through Melissa, and then he's like, I have to get big, who's bigger than Melissa? Who's the big fish? It's Gwyneth. And he got his hooks in her. And she's a hundred percent like, I'll eat bone broth, I'll do whatever. Um, I'll platform you, whatever. And all of these other doctors, Gundry's gone, medical medium's yeah. gone, all these people. Anthony like, Younger was Gwyneth's who, original Anthony, guru, yeah. Anthony who, like, we're not doing, uh, my personal favorite, Walter Longo mm. is gone. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Like, like, it's just Will Cole all the time. And I think that he got in her ear and was, like, edging these people out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think because medical medium and his community are, like, a little bit reactionary and combative with, like, negativity um or like they don't like to be challenged so they um went i think that that is the reason that they are now like bone broth is going to kill you and bone broth is like going to make oh, you have chronic illness specifically and like, because of they're, will cole. they're very anti-will all of a sudden will cole is like a bad doctor and and medical medium is like a good non-doctor but like you know whatever the hell he is like you have to trust medical medium don't trust will cole yeah and like goop and gwyneth is like being manipulated by this like you know like wellness dr mangala who's like convincing her to eat this adrenaline fueled steroid soup that's going to contribute to her chronic illness and like this and it's very it's very like almost QAnon. the adrenaline stuff it reminds me of like adrenochrome adrenochrome like, yeah, yeah it's these it's celebrities like are like 
you know they're 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 feasting on the bl- the blood and the the adrenaline of animals yeah but, it's very sick but it's like i don't think that's true about like chicken soup but whatever yeah well what what how Wilkel is smart so so medical medium and some of these other doctors they're trying to collect as many followers as possible build these big armies and become celebrities and what Will Cole is really smart about is he, I don't think he cares about a large social media following. He just wants powerful people to be influenced by him. And he's before this viral video that came out last month, I feel like Will Cole was definitely not, I mean, he still isn't really a household name. Like no one aside from crazy people like us really even knew who he was, but he had these Gwyneth and these other really, really powerful acolytes. Um, which would sort of keep him under the radar and not get the media spotlight and, and, and start scrutinizing his qualifications and his methods and whatever. Um, so I think medical medium and just the medical media, I mean, just the name of it, his sort of admission that spirit is guiding him. I mean, it's so, so easy to like puncture this and, and make him seem like a crackpot in a way that I mean, will call I can't believe that anyone believes this like this I is what, yeah. where it's like at least we'll call like there are people who don't get like the chiropractor thing and like I get it and like you know even you know Gundry is a doctor Longo's a doctor like uh, uh, I don't know if Long- Longo's a medical doctor but he's a PhD Gundry's an actual cardiologist like mm. they're doctors like I get it people are like well he you know maybe I'll listen to what he has to say this guy is like it says on his website he's not a doctor he's not a chiropractor he's not mm-hmm. anything it's a hundred percent psychic stuff. It's a hundred percent being communicated to him by some spirit. Like, it's like, you can just say this shit to people and they'll just believe it. And yeah, I mean, people and are so. One, yeah. His one argument that like people in this community are like, they're like, we don't know why it works, but everything he says works for us. And it makes us feel better. It makes us feel better. And it's like, this woman, this is this vanity. I think the reason this is so damning for him is because like, this isn't necessarily saying that he did anything wrong, but he was counseling her and his recommendations clearly did not help her. Mm-mm. Like there's no evidence. There's, there's no example of anything where like he was right about her condition where he, like what he was saying was correct. Like like his his idea that like this thing is just acid burning or you're anxious or whatever like those things were not true like she had cancer that was the reason that she had these physical problems and like um she she needed like an actual doctor to diagnose her and like she wasn't able she didn't get that and and i'm not saying that that was 100 percent his fault she probably wouldn't if he didn't exist it probably would have been another person for her would be my guess yeah yeah no that's true but um, like, but I think it's just more evidence, like one little piece of evidence that like, you can't say that his, his methods work a hundred percent of the time. Okay. You can't say that he's always right. And no. so if you can't say that, then like, what else can you what say? What else can you say? And, you know? and also like the way that it frames his attitude towards her, it's like, he frames himself as this healer, the someone who is just here to help people, but then. And it's not just that his methods didn't work. It's just that there was so much apathy towards her. And like, he didn't even care enough to like, try to figure out what was going on. I mean, just like, he's probably getting texts all day. He's probably, I mean, because at this point he's like super busy. He's all this media stuff. He's yeah, got celebrities, he's got blah, blah, blah. And he's getting texts all day. And he's, he's just like looking down and seeing these texts come in from this woman. Who's like, he's kind of like moving on from, he's kind of over her. Yeah. And like, he just 
he pro and also like he probably has like how many like sorry like crazy women are texting I'm sorry like uh, like how many women are like okay my can you look at this picture of my thing and can you help yeah. me with this and that and it's like nothing so like he probably just like does that all the time and like didn't really and like they all kind of blur into one thing no, it's true because yeah, he's not, not a doctor. He's not <laughs> a doctor. He doesn't have her chart. He's not tracking her symptoms. He's okay. not doing any of it. It's all just text. So he sees another one. He's like, oh yeah, it's whatever. Oh, she has this problem. I don't know what that is. And and he's just saying, oh, it's this. Um, If you go to a doctor, that's another thing. Like if you go to a doctor, they are keeping track of your symptoms. Like they actually, they actually are more invested in your health than this like media personality. Oh my God. And then I mean, the the first episode, I only listened to one. Have you listened to more than one episode? I listened to like part, I listened to like most of the third one and some of the first one and they're repeating the same call okay, throughout exactly. the entire thing oh, and God. just like replaying <laughs> clips of it over and over again. And it's like, because it's not that bad, but they're just like, wait, play yeah. that again, play that again. I, I He keeps being like, can you play that again? Wait, play it again. Because there's just like That's not really that much. <laughs> to do the first episode ends with like a stirring like beat poetry session yes oh my god where he just like he literally just like goes into like okay. i mean it's like new eurekan cafe slam poetry and it it was i was my mouth was on the floor yes i completely forgot about that and thank you so much because um that was something like else. people are trying to destroy me but they see i will be more powerful from this adversity blah 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 and you're just like oh my god <laughs> also i'm like scared of these people because eventually some one of these communities is going to come for us like, yeah and then you know what that's when the podcast ends so protect us at all costs or you're losing your podcast because yeah, okay? we're, we're, we're not gonna fight back it's not it's not worth it to me okay i got my own life to live if these fucking crazy people want to fucking talk to me, I will not talk to them. I do not want to hear from them. I do not care what they have to say. They, I will. I, if they're like, we'll destroy you. I'll be like, congratulations. You've destroyed me. The podcast. Uh, is yeah. Over. Like, okay. No sweat off my back off my Friday morning spree. <laughs> but yeah, don't, I mean, you're, you guys, and honestly, like our audience is so great. And like, we never Never. No, I mean, the fact that Gunter doesn't know about us seven, because I'm, I get, especially when I scroll Twitter, like first thing in the morning and my, I'm high emotion. I, it takes everything to stop me from just like replying to Gunter mm -hmm. and just like calling her names. <laughs> and I don't, cause I know that then it will just be like a slippery slope to the end of the podcast. Did you see how the article was like Dr. Jen Gunter top goop critic, critic. or something like that? It like. It called her something. It didn't even call her Dr. Jen Gunter, which uh, it just said Jennifer Gunter top. It said OBG. Well, she said it said OBGYN Jennifer Gunter top. So it said she, she wasn't like, that's Dr. Gunter Dr. to you. Because it's Vanity Fair because she's obsessed with like media elites and she doesn't want to get on the bad side. Oh, of no. I mean, she obviously was like super happy to be contacted about this. Well, that's why she fucking shared the article because she she didn't. She was like, oh, like, wait a second. This wasn't even a quote. She didn't even give this quote to them. They took this from something else. Oh, really? Yeah. Jennifer Gunter, a San Francisco OBGYN and leading goop critic, told the online magazine Inverse in 2018. Oh, that's so funny. The other thing that I want to say about this is like, I think I seriously doubt that Anthony William just found out about this when the Goop Chronicles or whatever the hell it was called or the, the not the Goop, when the 
bought to take down the medical medium stuff started. Like, I don't think he found out about this because of this girl recording her phone calls. I think that he found out about it because he was probably contacted. Well, Vanity Fair said they said that he's refused to reply to to multiple requests for an interview. Yeah. So he was like, contacted by this journalist a year ago. Uh, several times. Yeah, like there's no way that Vanity Fair would have done this without like asking him for comments. Of course or, not. Yeah. You know, whatever. So like um he had his chance and like he chose to do it this way. But like I think pretending that like they just found out about it because she got a call is that's I don't It's so that. crazy. And like I mean the the article paints him not in a good light. But his own podcast is a hundred times more damning than the article ever was. Ever could be. I mean, like just the entire basis of his career is the most damning yeah, thing. Yeah. He said that a spiritual and also full disclosure, I do drink celery juice almost every day. And I oh, because it. of him. <laughs> well, I mean, it wouldn't be popular if it wasn't for him. And exactly. I do like it. But maybe now I'll stop because, you know, it As doesn't really protest. do anything for me. It just makes me feel like, oh, I'm doing something. Yeah. I'm getting some vitamins in. Poor celery. They didn't ask for this. It's great for celery. Yeah. Well, sure. I mean, it's great for the celery community, but each individual celery, it's not good for because they're going to be juiced. Well, you know what? That's the food chain. <laughs> Nothing we can do about it. Um. So I will actually, I was like, when I listened to the first episode, I was like, I don't see myself even getting through this, but now I am curious and I probably will listen to more, even though it is disappointing to hear that they just replay the same call over and over. It's like, it sounds like it, like there, there were things that I heard in the first episode that I was like, oh, I heard this in the third one. Like they're, they're replaying. Yeah. But okay. Do not. Okay. This is a Patreon. No, it's not. Fuck. What? Yes, it is. I wasn't going to say all this shit if it wasn't a fucking Patreon. God fucking damn it, Brian. I can't. I'm scared of them. It's fine. We didn't say it. We said allegedly. Um. We'll take it down if we have yeah, to. Yeah, we'll take it down if we need to, just like Gunter took down the tweet. So listen to this quick. But we didn't accuse him of anything. Of course not. We're just reporting the news. We're just, we're, we're talking about something we read in Vanity Fair. Yeah. Um, I'm scared of that. I'm like for real scared of them. Like <laughs> they seem so like, um, I don't know. It's just like they're like, they just like come after people who like disagree. Like, yeah, I won't, I won't, I won't mention them in the episode uh, no. description. No. Um, so they can't search for us. Uh, all right, let's move on to the thing that we would try. What would you try? Um, I would try. Oh, the Air One membership. Oh God, yeah. I'm like gonna drive there today, probably. No. I mean, I'm not actually gonna get it, but I, I could. I would. I mean, a month, a, a free smoothie every month. What a deal. It's, it's like stupid not to pay $200 to join Air One. Well, I mean, it is kind of, I don't know. I mean, it's still kind of expensive. Well, I don't know. I guess it's not anymore. I, uh, I still think a smoothie should be like five bucks. Yeah, right? A but, good, I mean, old, a good old Jamba juice. Yeah, Jamba. Um, all right. Here's yeah, what I right, So my try is was triggered by the news that Don Davis, the editor-in-chief of Bon Appetit for the past two years, has resigned. And I mean, I still like Bon Appetit. I still cook from them. I still subscribe to their magazine. I will be a life... I've, I've subscribed to a Condé Nast food magazine my entire adult life. I'm not quitting anytime soon. I'm curious to see 
where Bon Appetit will go in the future. I like some of the things that Don Davis did. Other things I think were not quite as successful, but it's obvious she comes from the publishing world. Her heart, I don't think, was really in food per se. So it's probably a good move for her. Anyway, I'm thinking, I know that you're a big fan of uh, America's Test Kitchen. So I was thinking of maybe getting a subscription to don't do it. I wouldn't don't, do it. Oh, don't do it. Cause for $59.95 a year, you get, you get a magazine subscription and then you get full internet access to like all of cooks illustrated, all of America's test kitchen, all of cooks country, um, all of the cookbooks that they've released. You don't think it's worth it? Well, I guess I never got the magazine, but I've done that like online all access thing before. And I think it's kind of overpriced and you end up like, I think their search feature is really, really bad on it. So it's kind of hard to find what you're looking for. So I end up just like not using it because it's like, I I can never find what I want. That's annoying. That's the most important thing is to have a good search. Yeah. And it's it's not good. So Mm. I, I never end up using it. And I really just like, I have a few cookbooks of theirs that I think are really good. And, um, I really recommend one they have called cooking for two, which is just kind of like basics. And I do find like with every recipe, I I've never made any recipe that I haven't like judged a little bit, sure. a little extra salt, a little extra oil, a little extra, whatever, a little less of something, you know, they're what? very like new England Puritan. I always add, they always, I, I always like double the garlic. They have like one garlic clove or whatever for everything. I always put more garlic than they call for things like that. You know, you know, your own taste in that level, but like, just oh my god but just in terms of like their their flavor combinations to make like nice like kind of like weeknight dinners like i think are great and um especially with like techniques and stuff like that cooking for two they have a keto one that i actually think Mm. has like some really tasty stuff in it they have one there's like a mediterranean one that is really good like um lentil salads and stuff like that in it um and then there's one called Vegan for Everybody that has like all vegan recipes. Okay. And I, those are my favorite. Is uh, that the one that your favorite veggie burger came out of? Yeah, with the black bean burger. I want to try that. It's, it's really good. Um, well, I might. Okay, I'll, maybe I'll get one of their cookbooks then. But I, they also do like a free trial. So maybe I'll get the free trial and see how I like yeah, it. Yeah, do the free trial and just set a reminder because then you'll otherwise. Yeah. Just... Oh, I'm good at setting reminders. Yeah, I just I actually um, canceled my LA Times uh, discounted subscription because it was I still want to subscribe to the LA times, but I'm going to cancel it and then call them and beg for a discount before I resubscribe. Wow. That's what I do with the New York times every year and it works. So I say, I'm going to cancel, but can I like continue with this promo rate? And they're always like, sure. Good tip. Yeah. Wow. Uh, All right. What would you try? No, bye. Um, Oh, bye. Yeah. 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 No, it's fine. I, so I think the thing I said I would buy, there's really nothing. So I just sort of like picked everything a product but like i also i think i also said this was like crazy or stupid or something at one point but now that's I how like they get it. you yeah there's um this thing called the in bloom body stone duo and i think it's like it's like moisturizer in a bar form you get to like rub it on your body and it smells good we talked and about this yeah we talked about this before. I either said I did or did not want it in the past. Now it's my thing I buy. I just like the idea of like rubbing. It's like when I, like when I was a little girl, my grandma gave me like a locket and it had powdered perfume inside. So you would like rub it like and like apply it with like your finger. And 
I was obsessed with it. And I thought it was like so old fashioned and like a beautiful thing. And, um, I just feel like a weird way to apply something that you see all the time makes you feel like a beautiful, like Victorian lady. So I would buy it for that reason. Oh, I know. I mean, seeming and smelling like a Victorian lady is truly the greatest feeling. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, the thing I did buy this week was just the um, diptyque jasmine candle because I love smelling jasmine in the springtime. What well, the? Why diptyque? Their candles are never on sale. It's so annoying. I mean, no, yeah. they don't. They need to like take a page from Bath and Body, Bath Works. And Body Works. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They need to have like their their SAS and have their like YouTube people who are like pulling out like grocery store bags filled with like sixty candles and like. Yeah. I know. God, I do well, miss I, those candle vloggers. I know, um, but I went to like I just went to like the Diptyque counter at the Nordstrom in the Americana, and I. Um, the lady that was working there was really nice. She gave me her like personal number and I, I'm not sure. I was like, what are you flirting with me? I'm so stupid when it comes. I don't, I don't understand what she was doing with giving me her personal cell phone. She was like, if you, if you need anything else, like call me. It's, I was odd, honestly. She gave you her, her cell phone number. Yeah, She wrote down, she wrote down her cell phone on the receipt. I think she was flirting with you. I mean, I'm, I mean, how much did you spend? Not just about a candle. So like 80 bucks. But what was the conversation? Like, what were you talking to her about? Uh, just like, oh, I like Diptyque and I really wanted the Jasmine candle. And then I asked her for a specific sample of like the new, um, cologne that they like, oh, Papier is like their paper. So I was like, do you have the oh, Papier sample? It's, I feel like it was like, the gayest conversation ever. I can't imagine that she was flirting with me. Well, maybe she just like kind of like tries everyone and sees if they're still. <laughs> yeah. And she was like, like any cute man and that young. It's not like she, counter. it's not like. Well, maybe because sometimes they'll give you like a phone number if you're like, or have a specific question about a product that they don't have. And they're like, want to like tell you when it's back in stock. So mm -hmm. they'll like try to like keep in touch with you. But I don't know that they usually are giving out their personal cell phone numbers. I feel like it's usually like a, not a line at Nordstrom. Yeah, I don't know. Because I didn't, it, that conversation ended and it wasn't like, oh, I need to check back on this product. And she just, and then she just wrote down her phone number and she was like, if you need any, I mean, also she gets commission everything I buy from yeah. her. So maybe it's, it's like, if I want to buy a candle, but it's like, if I want to buy another candle, I'm just going to go, like, I'm not going to be like, hey, like. Can I buy but this? People do that. People, people do that. People do that. I guess and I people could. Will like have, people like to have like a Nord, like a person. And so like, if, especially like if she, if she pegged you with somebody who's like, a oh, he's going to spend a lot of money at Diptyque. And like, That's probably like, what he's it was. like, he's like looking for these specific products and like, yeah. he's going to want to come back and he likes to shop at store at the Nordstrom. He doesn't go online. She's like, eh, it's probably, I'll probably just try him and yeah, see yeah. he'll call me. Yeah. So, so that's, that's probably what it was. What it was. Yeah. yeah, probably. Just that. another money-making scheme. That, or she was wanted to fuck you or maybe both who knows who knows you know? whichever one flatters your ego more they're both flattering either she was like this guy looks like he spends a lot of money on diptyque or like i want to fuck this guy i mean yeah. they're both pretty good so just pick one sure sure um yeah. but i do love i mean their candles they're just unmatched i'm sorry like it's it real it really smells like jasmine if i was to get a bath and body works candle i would i mean i would be dead by now probably i would literally jump up actually i sometimes i still because i have so many old ones that are like half burned mm. that are just like in my credenza and uh every once in a while if I'm like cleaning or something and I don't want to like waste this expensive candles I'll like light one still oh, if yeah. I'm, like, like if I'm cleaning my bathroom and like I 
like want to like mask the smell of like cleaning products and stuff. I do miss having like a different candle in every room. And now if I'm buying Diptyque, I obviously can't afford to have more than one candle at a time. And I kind of only burn them like basically if someone's coming over or if um, I'm like really depressed. Yeah, it's <laughs> a special like- occasion. It's like, <laughs> oh, it's like I'm going to plan my night around when I'm going to like light this candle yeah I mean like I burn yeah but it's yeah usually it's like it's part it's like the last like the last oh my god my do- I'm gonna like literally euthanize my dog just kidding I'm not medical medium <laughs> sick of fans don't come into here I really meant that they- medical medium critic so- and dog killer Agnes Hewitt <laughs> <I know. laughs> it's a joke I will never even if he's very sick and ill he'll die in my arms in excruciating pain I will never have him euthanized um but yeah I yeah I, it's like my last like 30 minutes before someone comes over like the last thing after like cleaning everything I'm like like the diptyque mm-hmm. if um if I'm just like I haven't burned that in a while and I I'm just like staying home tonight but I want it to feel a little special I'll burn it for like maybe 45 minutes or an hour sure sure that's all you need and then if yeah if I'm like I'm gonna like jump off the bridge because I hate my life I'm like well it can't be that bad I have a diptyque so it's those are that. those are like the three occasions and like the jasmine bush outside my bedroom window stopped smelling like last week oh, no. like, it's just the end of jasmine season I guess yeah um but this is gonna carry me over I love that smell it's a Victorian lady smell I'm sorry sure is. It. but it's beautiful um bup, bup, bup. are we done yeah i'm really scared i really wish this was a patreon one we have to start making more of these patreons i truly thought this was a patreon one uh well guys this is a free one but in the future we might have to start making more of these patreon if we're going to go into deep dives against litigious people so it would be a good time to sign up for our patreon (laughs) and if you sign up for our patreon it's five dollars a month we have i think like over 60 episodes of 100% 100% original content. We have, you know, episode regular episodes of Goop Yourself. We have different um, hauls, reviews of some of Gwyneth's movies. We have a bunch of content. So if uh, you want to um, have a little extra Goop Yourself in your life where we really get real, um, join it. Is that a good pitch? Would yeah. I get hired? And what are they going to do? What are they going to do? They're not. I, I, yeah. Don't worry. I'm not going to tag anyone. We're fine. We're a little fish in a small pond. They don't even know who we are. They don't know we even exist. That's the nice thing about this podcast being like, as someone on Reddit said this week, I think un- uh, obscure and unhinged. That's like the, uh, is, that is the greatest compliment that we get. I obscure and more. unhinged. But it's like, I feel like people don't really know about it. So that's yeah. kind of, that's kind of good because you can sort of say whatever. If you know, you know. If you know, you know. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Thanks for my hope. That, thanks for not being a Patreon and getting the Patreon level fucking bullshit. <laughs> and some of you are Patreons. So thank you. Yeah. We love you. We love everyone. Uh, and have uh, a great weekend, everyone. Bye. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.